1: Hello and welcome to my favourite work of art, with me, Dr Laura-Jane Foley. Each week, I'm joined in the studio by a guest who tells me all about an artwork that means something to them. Today, my guest is Jo Good, an actress, radio and TV presenter and journalist. As an actress, she starred in ITV soap Crossroads for two years and also appeared in Only Fools on Horses, The Bill and the Sex and the City film, as well as many other television and stage roles. Jo is a hugely popular radio presenter on BBC London, where she has a daily afternoon show. She also has her own YouTube channel, The Middle Aged Minx, where she gives viewers a glimpse into her life. I'm delighted she's joining me today. Welcome, Jo.
0: Thank you. I'm so chuffed you asked me, to be <laughs> honest. <laughs>
1: So tell me, what's your favourite work of art?
0: Well, do you know, Laura, if you'd asked me a few years ago, it would never have been one of the um, older artists or one of the Dutch artists. It would have been something quite, you know, zany and crazy and whatever. But this painting I saw for the first time seven years ago um, in the Rijksmuseum. And it is uh, Nicholas Meyer's Old Woman Saying Grace, or it's sometimes called... The Prayer Without End. And um, my brother lives in Amsterdam and has lived there for quite a few years. And he's as introvert as I am extrovert. (laughs) So when I go over to see him, he doesn't say a great deal. I sort of fill in the gaps with this constant chit-chat. And I think to get away from me and to quiet me down, he always suggests we go... (laughs) to one of the galleries or museums. And, um, <laughs> we d- I, you know, and then I have to just shut up, basically. Um, so we went to the Rice Museum, and it was, you know, it's always full. And um, and he said to me, because he loves art, I know very little about art. I am learning, um, but I, I don't know a great deal about art, but I know what I like. And he said, just, you know, if you find a painting you like, stand in front of it and look at it, and then we'll go, and we'll go and have something to eat. Don't sort of fill your head with this stuff. And... Um, he originally had suggested The Night Watchman, mm. um, but I, on the way there, saw this painting by Nicholas Myers, who was uh, a student of Rembrandt's. And I literally just stood and it connected with me on so many levels. And I, throughout this, I promise you I won't get over-emotional, but it was on a very emotional level, which I'll talk about a little bit later.
1: So just before we go any further, can we describe it? Can you describe mm. it for
0: our listeners? So it's uh in the style of Rembrandt if anyone knows anything about Rembrandt. So rich colors and a lot of um a lot of it is in shadow, but what is lit is an elderly woman, a Flemish woman, Dutch woman, Flemish woman. Um I would have thought in her 80s, maybe even older. Um, with a, a white cap and a white collar and her, um, her gowns, some of which are seen and some aren't, at a table which is laid out with a pure white tablecloth. It's her evening meal, I would have thought, with um, a plate of salmon and porridge, some bread, a knife, um, a, a caraf of, I don't know what, maybe water. And she has her eyes closed and her hands in prayer what I think adds to this painting and yet I've seen it reproduced in books where they don't actually include this is a cat pulling at the tablecloth Mm. in the right hand corner Um, and so there is that movement of the cat Mm. but it is the woman's face that absolutely intrigues me.
1: Mm, mm, Absolutely the cat pouring at the the tablecloth and the, the knife poised on the edge about to fall off I mean it's that sense of of movement, isn't they? In a very still painting, as you say, you know, she's in reverence. She's obviously taking a long prayer over the meal. Um, it's beautiful. Why do you think it is that you were drawn to it?
0: I, um, My mum is 93 and I have spent a great deal of time with her um, because I'm her only carer now. And uh, I have seen this vibrant woman age... Uh, rapidly since she had a stroke seven years ago so this is this is this synchronicity of this um she was having a stroke when i first saw this painting um and i've thought about it and my brother and i've talked about it ever since that um he and I were together in a museum in Amsterdam, which we don 't often see each other while she was having a stroke oh, in her garden at
1: that very moment
0: at that moment Goodness. and neither of us knew not, i didn't know until I actually got back that night um, and was uh, got my phone the signal came up, and there were all these calls, so i didn 't know yeah. um. And the thing that had drawn me to the painting was this woman's face, which is so like my mother's, my grandmother's, and probably going to be like mine, actually. Which is just it's the it's the story of our lives. Do you know what I mean? You can see the hollow cheeks, the sort of it's it's a sort of complacent, I'm, you know, she's she's at peace with herself and with life, but life is draining from her. Um and I just connected with that face and the closed eyes, and I just thought, gosh, this is this is someone who really knows elderly women. And what I was fascinated by is that Nicholas Myers, they think, was twenty-five when he painted this painting. Right. But they also think, and I've I, I went and did a load of research after I'd seen the painting because I just wanted to know why her. And apparently he had a connection with elderly women. He loved to sit and talk to them. And they think he may have had a meal with her um, just prior to him starting this project Mm. of of painting. Uh, They think he knew her, and I think he knew her, because that face is so familiar to the artist, don't you think?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And the scene as well is so intimate as well, because she's clearly a woman who lives on her own.
0: Lives on her own, like me. Um, I live with just one animal. Uh, It's not a cat, it's a dog. (laughs) Um, And she knows full well, I think, what that cat's up to. I have no religious um, affinity whatsoever, but I love the fact she is focused on saying her prayer, um, even though she knows there's almost a magic act going to happen. I mean, that cat, if it pulls a tablecloth, everything's going to come tumbling Mm. down, but (laughs) she will not be distracted because Mm. she is saying grace.
1: Mm, Absolutely. So, I mean, you have such a busy life. Do you have the stillness that the woman in this painting has?
0: As I as I get older, I do. um, And that's from living alone. And I love living alone, because I've had such a and I still have quite a manic life. I like going in and I'm quite reclusive, although people always think I'm very sociable. And I am, I suppose, when I'm out there. But I'm also quite reclusive. And I love this stillness. And I love the fact it's a table laid for one. I really enjoy that because I've been through episodes of laying tables for one Mm. other Um, but I like it's laid for one I like the simplicity of the food and I don't think she's a woman of great wealth I don't know Um, there are keys there as well and Mm. there's what looks like um, I call it an egg timer but those are there that's obviously the passing of time I would think I don't know Um, I don't know and I don't know what the keys are for
1: Mm. yes I wonder what they do symbolise uh, i mean it's very it's very crude isn't it that the house that she's in it's very simple i mean that the keys are on the wall just with a little tack, a little nail stuck in the wall, and you can see as well that he's painted cracks in the wall. It's yes. very, you know, it's, it's not a smart mode, no. is it? By any no, by any
0: means. And and the food, although salmon, you know, for us is quite a treat. It certainly wasn't. It was quite basic fare that that she's about to eat. Um, and I love that the relationship between her and her animal because she, I I think she she knows full well what that. Um, that cat's getting up to, mm. um, but she will see the prayer through to the end.
1: So have you returned lots of times to see the painting?
0: No. And that's wow. why I am so chuffed that you asked me to do this, because I haven't returned. And I'll tell you why, because the Rice Museum is a nightmare getting in. <laughs> and I'm always there on um, a cheap weekend. So if I went in the week, it would probably be easier. Um, and I love, I love their information because it comes in every language. And they give you cards, which you can... Follow because I don't like audio. I don't like someone talking in my ear to me. I like to. Is read it ironic, Joe? Is it not? <laughs> leading Great radio irony. presenter? Isn't it? <laughs> leave me alone. <laughs> I don't want any talk back. Um, yes. So um, I don't want any headphones on. I want, to, And they give you this lovely big wooden card um, in every language. Um, and I love the simplicity of that, actually. I will go back um, and have a look at it again. It's not a large painting, you know, mm. compared to The Night Watchman. It really isn't. And yeah, it, it, it's about
1: four foot by three. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Um, and it is and what's interesting about um, Nicholas Myers is he was a portrait painter. So people would queue to have their portrait's painted and this isn't a portrait but it's her face that I focus on so it mm. could easily have started out that way couldn't it mm,
1: mm, definitely do you own a postcard because obviously when people go to museums they often buy postcards it's sort of a talismanic
0: I have the postcard you do and so many times I've thought I would send it to someone and then I just thought no damn it I'm not going to send that to anyone because I'll have to go back there to get a copy of it um, I've been in the Wallace Collection which is a museum, an art gallery near me actually in Marylebone to see if they have it in postcard form and they don't so I probably would have to go back to Amsterdam get the postcard um but also it's so it's it's you've really you've gosh you've actually um highlighted something that I hadn't thought about, which is the single woman. At a table laid for one. And it's only to, when you mentioned it, I'd, I've just thought, yeah, you're absolutely right. Maybe that's the extra connection there as well. Mm. Which I don't think is a sad thing.
1: No, not at all. I feel not like I've all. earned
0: my place to sit on my own.
1: Absolutely. and I mean, she's very content.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, she's
1: happy with the life she has. I mean, I think that there's a very content, it's a very contented image. Yes. Uh it's, you know, the, the, the cat's there, that's the little uh, humour at the side, but it, it's a feeling of great contentment on her face. I mean, she she is an elderly woman, we can tell that, but her face equally seems still and, and, and she isn't pained in any way. It's, no, sort of no, it's not a pained expression. It's at all. Still,
0: and her I'm trying to think who was it that painted ha- was it who was it painted hands a lot um in prayer because her hands are beautiful, and I don't think she was a work I don't think she's done a lot of hard work she's almost got the <laughs> says me um, but it, they're they're very um refined, her mm. fingers are lovely long and quite artistic, so I think she might have been a needlewoman or some i've no idea actually, mm. but mm. they're not workers' hands are they mm. and the and the cat. Initially, when I looked at it, I thought, gosh, that's really naff putting... It's a bit Disney, putting a cat um, in the... But it actually does add that extra dynamic, doesn't it? Yeah,
1: no, it definitely does. You said earlier that a few years ago you'd have probably picked a different artwork, and mm. I just wonder what that would have been.
0: Well, um, <laughs> I, um, I love street art. I love living in a city. And um, I myself interviewed... A guy, I still don't know if he's if he's taken the Mickey or not. He's called Mr. Brainwash. Have you heard of him? <laughs> so he he. Uh, mentored Banksy so that's his story right. is that he mentored Banksy and um, he is uh, in that film about Banksy which is called Exit Through Gift Shop, gift shop yeah, mm. it's all about him actually he's crazy okay. and I um, had the um, fortune to interview him on my show on the BBC and he was blitzing he was literally doing a massive installation in the old Hoban sorting house I mean this is a massive big old place yeah. And he, there was, like, Kate Moss, and, all, and I, I thought, gosh, Kate Moss is there. This guy must have, you know, he must have credibility. Anyway, he came on my show. I know. <laughs> I've, famed I've, see famed-up yes, Kate Moss. Kate Moss. You see? I'm so shallow. <laughs> Where Kate goes, I will follow. <laughs> he came on my show covered in paint, um, and um, and he was talking to me about dogs, because I love dogs, and he said I like dogs, and he's French anyway. So this is no word of a lie. The next day, this security van arrives... And they security arrives at the BBC and they said, can you come down and sign for this? And I went, what on earth is this? And it's a painting by Mr Brainwash wow. of a dog on Paris uh, Le Figaro uh, newspaper. He's painted on top of it, framed it, signed it, delivered it to me. As a present for you? Now... Oh. It could be worth nothing. I don't care. It was like he'd just gone and done it overnight, Absolutely. which is a little worrying. But yes, so that would have been my, and I'm sorry, Mr Brainwash, but you were upstaged by Nicholas Mayers. Yes. And this is probably the only interview where Nicholas Mayers and Mr Brainwash <laughs> mentioned together. In the same, and Kate Moss. Yes. Well.
1: <laughs> Goodness me, that's a that's a lovely story though. Yeah, it's too... And it's in my
0: flat, you know, yeah. I've got it in in pride position. And I just think, yeah, I don't know what its value is. But he that's I do like that full on mm. sort of quiet um uh transitory, really. You know, what he paints usually is on a wall, so it's there not to last, Mm -hmm. like Banksy. But the one he gave me is actually framed. That's lovely. So do you collect art? Um, I've started to because of that, really, because I I, I never had done... I I live in a very small flat in Marylebone, a studio flat. There isn't a lot of space, and again, I like it to be quite minimalist. Um, So I have the Mr Brainwash. I have um, a painting that was exhibited in a gallery below where i live of anna winter doing a v sign um oh, which i see <laughs> i'm i buy into these sort of things um so um so i have that and then i have um my nephew loved uh, tagging um the streets of london so i have a tag of his that i photographed and have reproduced oh, on my wall wow. which just says mood oh.
1: and that's it
0: excellent and a postcard of uh, Nicholas Mouse's uh, old woman saying grace. Taste. Yes, so very, taste. isn't it? <laughs> so what
1: was your background I mean, when you were a child? What were you taken around galleries by your parents?
0: Uh no, I was given um I came from a very working class background. I don't know why I feel the need to tell you that, but I do because they their gift to me was of um opera, ballet, theater. Um, not so much art, my my dad loved to draw, um, but they introduced me to all of this and then I went off, they had no expectations, they said just do what you want, which for their generation was quite extraordinary, you know, so I went to drama school, my brother went to art school, and he is a really good artist. Um, but he you know he works for the mail in in not the mail newspaper the the mail delivering mail in in Amsterdam on a bike, and he just paints for his own um as a hobby really, but it's him that has slowly started to educate me in art and my dad has has departed now, but he um he sent pictures to disney of of cartoons and disney came back to him and said look would you come over and meet us this wow. was I know and it was a story we've all dined out on because mm. my father again was very introvert and we've always said oh gosh he could have worked for Disney if things had worked out mm. differently but he didn't have the finance to do that no. or anything but so there there was that artistic streak, which I think has probably come through my brother certainly not me I can't draw a house no I'm absolutely useless at it but it's something, as I'm becoming quieter, although you probably wouldn't believe it during this podcast, but I am becoming a bit stiller and a bit quieter and that's when I'm starting to appreciate art more. Mm. The picture we've been talking about, mm. I would never have stood still long enough to really appreciate it 10 or 20 years ago, you know? So I am I am becoming quieter, a bit more settled in my mind to appreciate work like this.
1: Thanks, Joe. That's a really nice place to leave it. Thank you for asking me. (laughs) Today we were talking about Old Woman Saying Grace, also known as The Prayer Without End, painting around 1656 by the Dutch Golden Age painter Nicholas Maas. Maas was born in 1634 and died aged 59 in 1693. Maas studied in Rembrandt's studio and much of his early work bore such a resemblance to Rembrandt that over the years many paintings have been wrongly ascribed to Rembrandt. Marse's mature work, the artworks he produced between 1655 and 1665, like Old Woman Saying Grace, was mostly concerned with domestic subjects, often showing women in the home, spinning, reading, preparing meals and generally sitting about. Marse's painting style and subject matter altered hugely around 1665, leading many art historians to believe that there might have been two Nicholas Marse's. However, there was just one. He began his career influenced by Rembrandt and ended it influenced by Van Dyck. If you would like to see the work of art we were discussing this week, or carry on the conversation further, you can find me on Twitter, at Laura Jane Foley. And if you want to discuss the show, please use the hashtag my favourite work of art. The show was recorded at Wisebudder in London. The title music is Blue from Colours by Dimitri Scarlatto. I hope you'll be able to join me next time. Goodbye.